it off and turning it back on again would work. Will that work with my life? Will that fix my um, life? I don't know, but that sounds like um, that movie Flatliners. Right. Maybe, we, maybe we ought to not try that. No, I don't know if I can. Right. I'm not confident in my turning you back on abilities is all I'm saying. Got it. Okay. Well, what have you been watching? Uh, because we haven't recorded in nine years, so you probably got a bunch of stuff you've watched. I'm really sorry. Things have just been crazy. Um, we've watched a couple different things. We, we've watched a couple things and then haven't got back to them because it's just been busy. Uh, we started Lissy's Story on Apple. That's a Stephen King. Mm-hmm. I read it like 20 some odd years ago, so I couldn't remember what the actual story was about. But my son and I are huge, my oldest and I are huge Stephen King fans. So, I mean, we started, I think we maybe got three episodes in and we just haven't been had a chance to get back to it. But it's okay. It's, it's slow. I'm hoping it takes off pretty soon. But it's got Julianne Moore in it and she's just beautiful to look at. So that's good. And then um, Sweet Tooth on Netflix, which is based on a DC comic, and it is really good. And I really want to get back to it. That's probably what we will watch later after my youngest goes to bed. It's actually kind of disturbing. It's about a pandemic that happens, and people start flipping out. And during the pandemic, babies that are born are all born as half-animal hybrids, and they don't know what came first, the hybrids or the sickness. So they don't know if the sickness caused it or the hybrids caused the sickness. So people hate these hybrids and they're out trying to kill them. And it's all about one little boy whose name is Gus, who is part deer. And it's really, really good. And then we started Loki on Disney+. Plus. It's what, two episodes in. Loki is like one of my favorite characters. And I am just not into it. I It's uh. really slow. I'm hoping it goes somewhere. I've also missed a good chunk of this most recent episode because I wasn't paying attention. And then um, I stumbled upon this one on Hulu. It's an A&E show. Uh, we talked about it last night. It's called Accused, Guilty or Innocent. The first episode is a trip. I have got to watch it. Yeah, it's about... Uh, the first episode is a man who is six months away from his trial date for shooting his wife. The entire thing is caught on their home video camera. And it goes into detail about how she was abusive to the point where like hitting him with a baseball bat and that's all on Mm -hmm. camera. And then he shot her, shot her three times. And it just goes into like, there's a lot of mitigating stuff. She's not innocent. He's not innocent 100%, but it's hard. And the home video footage I thought was a reenactment. It is that clear, like straight out of the movies, clear. Ugh. Can we but. get some of those at like convenience stores? For real, and right? Banks and places where people commit crimes. That and these great. people lived in a shitty apartment and had drug problems. So how do they afford in this nice fancy video camera? I can't get my video camera to record people walking in front of my house. But you know what else? <laughs> uh. Anyways, what have you been watching? Well, let's see. We watched the first two X Men. For some reason. I don't know what inspired me to do that. I was like, you know, we're going to watch X-Men. Sit down. And then my daughter had some friends over. And we we did a little Reese Witherspoon thing. We watched uh, Legally Blonde and Sweet Home Alabama. 
and I am almost done with season four of Fargo. I'm so excited. I know. I Oh, my gosh. It's, it's so good. I want to go watch it right now. And that's pretty much it, I think. Cool, cool. Is that it? Yeah. So, anyway, I've also been watching this real wackadoodle show on Hulu called Cruel Summer. What? And so we're going to talk about episode three today. It is called Off with a Bang. Woo! Okay. <laughs> so, why don't you take it away and start us off on this journey through July 4th of the past? Yeah, so July, yeah, July 4th, we kick off um, with 1993, and Awkward Jeanette is filling out a girlfriend quiz in Lake Teen Beat about if she would be a good girlfriend or not, and her mom comes in and makes the passive-aggressive comment that she should ditch the glasses and get contacts, because she's got such a pretty face, but Jeanette doesn't like touching her eyes because she's a normal human and <laughs> doesn't want contacts, and the news is always on at this freaking house, like, yep. I would... Go back in time and give them $20 to upgrade to, to freaking cable. Oh, my God. News, that's what I said. These people need cable. For real. Real bad. They're talking about how it's Skyland's annual 4th of July festival. And in the background of the news report, like, a firework goes off and Jeanette yells, holy shit, and gets this big <laughs> smile. And her mom's like, oh, Jeanette, how could you? But we go to 1994, and Mom is also not amused as she's watching the 24-hour news channel about Kate's statement and her going to the police. The newscaster says that her parents um, have released a statement saying Kate's going to share her story publicly. And Jeanette's mom is flipping out that people are not going to think she's cool anymore. Speaking of cool, here comes old man Crease <laughs> In a bandana. He's got to go see how the dojo's doing. Right? In a bandana and the biggest hair I've ever seen. I was like, this is so not 90s. <laughs> and he says, mom, half the town already knows. I've already been uninvited from two parties. And I was like, who invites people like... Sends party invites in high school and then then rescinds them. Like, I don't... Or he's actually out of high school, I think. And be like, you're not coming to a party anymore, Chris. He's like, fine, I'm not bringing back him and then... <sighs> I'm not going to play shuffleboard. <laughs> and he's also... Well, Dad's also lost listings at the real estate office. And Mom's like, what? wait, what? This is just ridiculous. These are rumors. Jeanette would never do that. <laughs> Tell your friends and their parents that Jeanette would never do this. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jeanette is laying on the couch listening to all of them freak out about her. <sighs> Cut to 1995, Jeanette, who is always driving around in a van. And I was like, why? Who had the minivan? They have two kids. Is it for Crease's wheelchair? Where did the minivan come from? I need to know. <laughs> when she stopped at a red light, and of course, who pulls up next to her but Kate... Kate immediately jumps out because first Jeanette's like closing her eyes like it's not her. It's not really her. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, here comes Kate. She jumps out, starts screaming for Jeanette to get out of her car. You stole my life because yours is pathetic. Now you want my family's money. And I was like, um, it's your stepdad's money, but mm, whatever. Mm -hmm. And she's like, and if you just want my sloppy seconds, you're actual trash, Jeanette Turner. And I was like, calm down, Kate. Yeah, then she calls her a chicken shit coward, and and that's just that's too the much. straw that breaks the camel's back as Jeanette just takes off through the light. So back in 1994, Crease has come back from the dojo, <laughs> and he runs into his dad working on the car outside. 
And the dad is trying to talk car talk, but Crease is like, okay, yeah, listen, we have an actual problem. So I heard some guys down at the dojo, I mean the gym, say that Jamie gave Jeanette her black eye. And her dad's like, come again? And Crease is like, so um, are we killing him? Or like, what are we doing right now? So cut to Crease banging on Jamie's door. And his dad is like, you need to relax. And I'm like, do, do you see that kick-ass headband, dad? Do, do you These think headbands that, don't relax. That, that's not a, a headband you relax in. No, he strikes first. <laughs> Strike hard. Okay. So Jamie's mom answers the door. And spoiler alert, Jamie is Hispanic. Yeah. So who knew? Yeah. I was going to look up that actor and see if he was in real life and see if we were being like super discriminatory. But. Oh, God. Maybe we should do I that. I don't know. You can't tell me that nobody else was shocked that Jamie was Hispanic. You can't tell me that. Yeah. Anyways. No. So Jamie runs downstairs and he's talking to her in Spanish and I don't know what he says, but she walks back into the house and Crease is like, did you hit my sister? And Jamie's trying to give them run around. He's like, I know it was wrong, but your daughter was blah, blah, blah. And Crease is like, you like punching people? Let's go. So he's just going to like karate chop his ass in the middle of the front yard but jamie's mom runs back over and she's like she is so confused poor this poor little lady she has no idea what's going on and the dad says you don't punch my daughter jamie's Jamie's mom's face is like what like why should you even need to say that you don't even look at her but the mom tells them they need to leave and as they're walking away jamie yells jeanette isn't who you think she is and i was like okay you have known jeanette for let's see a few what? months they went out for three months yeah. and but it whatever Crease wants to go back and kick his ass but his dad greg which i'm not sure that i even knew his I name did. before i did this moment okay i did because when when kate goes to the cops they say they say somebody hey, Greg's Greg. little girl. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But shove and crease back to the car, and Greg says, if you touch her again, you and I are going to have a serious problem. <laughs> okay. I had on there that he says, yeah, I know what I did was wrong, but you see, sir, I have a tiny penis. And, <laughs> and then he says, what he says. And this is how I have to overcompensate is for by hitting I have girls. to beat the shit out of girls. And then... Right? Um, you don't, Jeanette's not who she thinks she is. You think she is. She's secretly Italian, just like I was secretly Hispanic. <laughs> so in 1995, now someone's banging on Paula's door again, but it's not Greg and Crease, it's the cops. And Jamie in a ridiculous sleeveless button up shirt. I, <laughs> I can't even explain it. She thanks the cop for bringing him home, and apparently Greg Turner has reported him for stalking. So, not only is Jamie an abusive asshole, but he's also a dick to cops. So, again, I say, fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. All right. It's 1993, and things are about to get wild. What? Mallory and... I had to keep saying, and what's his name? Because it's Vincent. <laughs> And Jeanette are in their her in Jeanette's bedroom, and Mallory holds up a little baggie and says, "Ah, contraband." I couldn't figure out what it was at first. I guess it's a bag of joints, sure. and they are going to get high. Jeanette and Vincent look terrified. They're like, "What?" <laughs> Apparently, it's list number num- number ninety nine. Swipe contraband from your house. Mallory stole her mom's pot. Vincent took his grandma's cooking sherry that tastes like sweat and ass. Apparently, and Gross. Jeanette took Crease's dirty magazines because there are boobs in it. <laughs> 
Did you see the name of the magazine? I didn't. It's called Velvet Vixens. Oh. Doesn't that sound just about right? That sounds very old manish. So yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so Jeanette's very concerned because they've got cooking sherry and they got boobs and Mallory brought drugs and drugs and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Mallory says it's totally cool. She went to a whole concert last summer with her uncle and got a contact eye. It was mad crazy, but she lived to tell the tale. So Jeanette is coming back with all these th- things about, well, it was swipe contraband, not consumed. We don't need to do that. And all of a sudden, here comes Dad Greg walking in, and they flip out because, oh, my God, he'd see the porn. and <laughs> He's telling him that Mallory's mom is calling her home, so she has to leave. Jeanette or Vincent are freaking out like they robbed a fucking bank. They're like, oh my god, we totally got away with that. But so they want to destroy the pot. But Jeanette has the brilliant revelation that if they throw it outside, it might take root and grow more pot plants. So I don't know anything about pot. Maybe it would. Who do you know? I don't don't either. I don't really actually. I mean, either. So um, Jeanette says she's going to cut up and flush it. No evidence, no crime. So she goes leaves to go do that. And while she's doing that, Vincent starts looking at the porn. Because, you know, why not? I mean, it's boobs. <laughs> it's there. Um, in 1995, Jeanette is surprised watching the news about her suing Kate. And the anchor says she's not surprised as Jeanette has no moral compass. She's not evil. She's just wired differently. And I was like, wow, rude. That seems like a weird thing to be just saying on the news. 1995, and the cops were at Jeanette's door. Officer William, who was the guy that brought Jamie home, who was the guy that took Kate's statement, because they only apparently have one cop in town, but they have their own news channel, (sighs) arrives. And I think he's apparently friends with Greg, went to school with Greg, whatever, because he calls him my name and he's like, "Um, I'm Officer Williams. And I think it's 1994, not that it matters. Yeah, I think, yeah, I did. I really doesn't. You said 94, oh. but it really, honestly. It is 1994. Because this is all after um, Kate has been rescued. So Greg yeah. and Chris assume that the cops are there because Jamie called the cops on them. But it's no, it's about Kate, duh. That's the only story that matters in this town. They're saying they're going to take Jeanette down to the station for questioning. And Greg goes, let me go get my wife and the detective that stares like, oh, why? And he's like, um, because she's underage and you're going to question her. And I was like, this is how you get false confessions, you dumb bitch. That detective was like, what? Why would you do that? Like, this is the first he's ever heard that someone might want to be there when they question their 16-year-old daughter. It's the 1990s and it's Texas. We don't give two shits about our kids, apparently. There you go. So, I don't know what year we're in, 94 or 95. I couldn't tell. It's but, I couldn't tell either, but I figured it out. It's 95. Okay. So, Vincent is at a video store where he works. It's like a Blockbuster, but it's not a Blockbuster. It's like a video for you. It's like a knockoff Blockbuster. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, he pulls out some Zach Moore's looking phone and makes a phone <laughs> call. And, and Ben answers. It was. It was like that big thing. And he's like, hey, it's me, Vince. And Ben goes, ugh, this is why I needed to make my dad get caller ID. Rude. Rude. Okay. You could also just not answer and then start 69 and then see who it was. So Vincent tells him that he's being deposed tomorrow and he's freaking out. Ben says, we've been over this. you got to stop calling me. And Vincent's like, well, I don't want to. And Ben says, every time you call me, it brings me pain. Please stop. And then he hangs up. It probably He's probably got carpal tunnel and he can't lift his phone. And that's why it brings right. him pain every it's time he calls. very heavy. Okay. Have you seen the phones back then? So, in 1995, Jeanette is listening to her emo rock on the headphones with a cord and cleaning the graffiti that someone has put on the van for the millionth time, I'm assuming. It says, 
lying slam pig and I didn't get it because Jeanette's dad had the same question I do. What's a slam pick? And she says it's a term designed to disparage women. And I looked it up because I was interested and it actually is really fucking crude. Like, I'm not even going to. It's basically a slang for slut. It's disgusting. So her dad says, oh, that's wonderful. Walks away. She goes back to cleaning. Well, I think it's funny that she's like, what'd she say? It says lying doesn't equate to being a whore, but whoever wrote this doesn't know that. And I was like, well, apparently they looked up slam pig. So they've done some reading because that's not a, a little bit. Nobody calls. <laughs> I mean, who's ever called somebody that ever? I've never heard that Me in either. my life, but it's gross. Maybe it's a Texas thing. Maybe. Don't call people slam pigs, you guys. It's just rude. It's, rude. it's very rude. So back in 1993... Vincent and Jeanette are now playing Jenga because, you know, Mallory had to go back home because her mom needed her. But now she's back. And her mom called her home because she couldn't find the remote. She was watching old movies, which means she's going to want to smoke up. So I need to get some of the pot back. Mallory's like, so hand it up. Jeanette says, oh, it's too late. I actually flushed it. And Mallory is pissed because she is going to be in so much trouble i'm so gonna get grounded for this thanks a lot and she runs out of the room and vincent chases after her he didn't want to flush it to begin with that was jeanette's idea god jeanette jeanette sucks all the way around seriously Uh. We get a quick little bite of 1994 where mom is furious that Jeanette is being questioned. Jeanette says she's fine. She has nothing to hide. 1995, Jeanette is watching commercials. Um, cool. It's a Whataburger commercial. Oh, I didn't even see that. (laughs) Nope, I missed that entirely. But she's scrolling channels, the three that she has. Mm -hmm. And then she finds a late night show and they are making fun of her. I mean, why even? They just make, I mean, she's easy pickings. And then she slips onto like a law and order type show. And there's a girl on a witness stand crying about being a victim. So Jeanette mutes it and starts practicing copying this actress and about it all being a lie and she's the victim here and she's doing her fake cry (sighs) okay just when i think okay maybe she's okay she's not okay (laughs) so 1994 we are in an interrogation room and the detective and the one cop from town they have they have a tech detective but they only have one cop they are talking to Jeanette, and they pull out the You Go Girl necklace. And they're like, we know you own this because you're the only tacky girl in town. And she, she's how everyone recoils. They're like, oh, I know. No. And Jeanette says, um, it's not mine. I threw mine away because it was a gift from a friend that I'm not friends with anymore. And mom just is like just staring at this necklace looking very concerned. And Jeanette's like, besides, they sold millions of these at the mall. I was like, nobody bought those. I'm sorry. Nobody. (laughs) And the cops are like, well, why would Kate lie? And Jeanette says, well, I don't want to be mean, but it might be because I'm dating her ex. I mean, I was dating. We had a fight. Couples fight. It's cool. (laughs) We're going to be fine. Mom is consistently looking like someone farted in the room. (laughs) And she's the only one who noticed. That's just her face through this whole thing. Well, when she goes in at first, she says this room smells like blood and sweat and urine. And, they're, and they all are like, no, it doesn't. And they were like, mm, okay. Because <laughs> they said something about, she said, this is where they slaughter people or blood. I was like, okay, calm down, mom. So the cats want to know if the fight between Jamie and Jeanette was about Kate. And I'm like, um, what else would it be about? And so the cop's like, well, we have to go outside for a second. And I think what's really funny is that she tried to look at the necklace and they told her, don't touch it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, nobody wants to touch that. Nobody. Quick back to 1995, and Jeanette has gotten her fake cry and victim speech down pat. She is ready to go to court. Yeah. So they're all done at the police station, and the fam is back home where Jeanette's mom is absolutely sure that the necklace has to be Jeanette's. And dad is like, look, she said it was similar, but she, you know, she said she threw hers away. And she's like, oh my God, Greg, our daughter lied to the police. Like, her mom is very upset about how this is making the family look. I don't think he gives any fucks about image, but she is very concerned that people aren't going to like her anymore because she wants to be the cool mom. This is totally killing her vibe, okay? Well, she wants to be friends with Kate's mom. That's what the deal yeah. is. Hey, at this point, that ship has sailed to her. Right. And Jeanette comes in the room and asks if they're ready for the fireworks. And mom goes to get her purse and dad is talking to Jeanette about how he went by Jamie's house today. She's like, oh my God, please say you didn't embarrass me. I'm like, anytime like a father and a boyfriend type person interact, it's going to be embarrassing. There's really nothing you can do about it. Plus the fact that, you know, he hit you in the face, that's, it's not going to go well. And he said, well, I just wanted to make sure that he knew that no one puts their hands on my daughter. And Jeanette lies right to his face and says, oh, what are you talking about? He didn't hit me. Remember I told you it was the volleyball? And her dad's like, come on, Jeanette. I wasn't born yesterday. What Jamie did was wrong. Also, don't fucking lie to me. And anyways, I don't want you anywhere near Jamie. Who would want to be around someone that punched you in the face for no reason but Jeanette is stupid? Uh-huh. Okay, so over at the video store, Vincent is putting the tapes up when Kate walks in. And right after her, Mallory comes in looking for a quote-unquote bad movie. Kate's ready to check out her movie. She has chosen <laughs> Silence of the Lambs, Misery, and Groundhog Day. But that one's for her dad. <laughs> and Vincent's like, okay, that'll be nine fifty. I was like, nine fifty. Current movies in 1990? 9 dollars My ass. What movie rental place costs that much? Especially off-brand Blockbuster. Give me a break. It was like $1.50 or something like that. Thank you. There's no way. $3? Anyway, she grabs her movie and gets out of there. She doesn't need her change. Her daddy's rich. Whatever. So, Vincent runs over and locks the door and he is talking to Mallory. He's like, I don't understand why Kate would want to rent movies like that. But Mallory says, well, I don't know. Maybe it's comforting. It's like confronting her monsters. Vincent is actually shocked that she didn't have some smart ass thing to say about it. She actually had something kind of insightful. But anyway, her mom is going on a date. So she invites Vincent to come over and watch a movie. He says he can't. He's helping a friend, but he won't tell her who. And in parentheses, I said, it's got to be Ben. Right. I'm right. Because she says, do not tell me that it's Jeanette. And he's like, um, mind your business. Leave me alone. <laughs> so it's 1993. Jeanette and her mom are sitting on the couch because Jeanette could not be in the wrong for a second. So she had to go tell her that she had drugs. She flushed drugs. This is me. Jeanette is me. Yeah, this is a horrible I, day. I could not tell a lie. I could not. It, it weighed on me too heavily. Yeah. I told my mom everything. When I was 18 and I got a tattoo, I um had a panic attack for like four hours before I admitted it to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I was 18. <laughs> when we got back from beach week after like senior week, beach week. Oh my God. I, I told my mom everything that my hoodlum <laughs> friends had done. I'm sorry, guys. You knew I would. But she, she was just so funny. She was like, 
Oh, okay. Well, it sounds like it was an interesting time. I was like, oh, mom, it was awful. It was awful. But I felt really good unloading that. My mom and I weren't even close. I just had horrendous guilt. Yes, and that is the yes. thing. Like, well, I, can't, I can't do bad things. I mean, it, I have to confess. I would be... I would confess before they even got me in the interrogation room. Maybe even if I didn't do it. And I'm like, they'd be like, did you, did you know anything about that murder? Like three towns over. It was totally me. Yes, totally it was me. me. I'm so sorry. I'm I just know you're going to assume it's me. So oh I'm just going to tell you it's me. Anywho. So Jeanette and her mom. And mom is saying it's a good thing that you did that. That's what's it's called being a good friend. And, um, you know, that's okay. Because sometimes friends grow apart. Maybe it's time to branch out and not be friends with losers. And be friends with the cool kids. Because that would be great. <laughs> Jeanette's, you know, not a lot of people are in line, waiting in line to be my friend. And mom's like, well, you know, Kate Wallace complimented your style after step class. You could be close like her mom and I were in high school. She used to follow me around like a puppy. You know, she was awkward back then. And Jeanette's like, oh, that's right. You were homecoming queen and cheerleading captain. So pause. Who was lying here? Is it Jeanette's mom or is it Kate Wallace's mom? Because yeah. it's easy to prove. Pull out a freaking yearbook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to know. So somebody go, go snatch that up. Let me know. <laughs> and then mom says, well, you know, all the boys wanted to date me, including Kate's dad, R.I.P., even Rod Wallace what, had his eye on me when he moved to town. She's like, but I, no, you know, I obviously I was taken. <laughs> Shut up. And Jeanette's like, yeah, you were pretty unpopular in high school, and I'm not. And Mom tells her, well, you could be. You've got my good genes. You take off your braces, and you get some contacts, and that you'll be fine. And you'll finally be pretty, and I can accept you. <laughs> She's like, and you know what I've always found is the best way to make peace is with a peace offering. Everyone likes presents. And Jeanette's like, you know what? Can I just get the fireworks? I want to stay home and be sad. Mom's like, cool, because you were not cute enough to go with us anyways. Thanks. Bye. So 1994, um, we're outside the video store, and Mallory's riding away on her bike, and we see Vincent walk over and gets in a big truck, and it's Ben, the Jamie's friend from the punching incident and the roller skating rink. And he looks at Vincent, and he's like, do you think, do you think she knows? And he's like knows what where are we going and what we're going to do there and i was like it's pokemon cards they're totally gonna play pokemon <laughs> <laughs> it's totally what they're gonna do okay so in 1995 jeanette is in her room reading and crease comes over he's there to do his laundry for the dojo i'm not gonna <laughs> let that joke go she tells him that she saw kate today in traffic even worse she saw me and she looked like she wants me dead She's like, I sure do miss the days where people didn't want me dead. Yeah, I mean, that that would be a thing if, if everybody wanted you dead. So anyway, she says, some girl from your physics class called you. And he says, oh, okay, cool. Uh, speaking of phone calls, maybe take mom's call once in a while. So we still don't really know what has happened that Greg and Jeanette are living there, but the mom has not been in the picture at all in 1995 yet. So I'm sure we'll find out where she is and what happened with all that at some point. She's, she's hanging with the cool kids. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm done with this loser family. But throughout this, you can tell that the dad is the one who wants to believe Jeanette so bad and who is always on her side. And the mom, the impression I get is that she, at a moment's notice, would just throw Jeanette under the bus if it meant saving face for her. 
Later, Jeanette is getting ready to go out. This is later that night, I guess. And her dad calls to her from the living room and says, do you think that's a good idea? Like, uh, you thought leaking the lawsuit to the press before we served Kate was a good idea? Like, that kind of good idea? And she says, everyone's going to be at the fireworks. Like, you literally just said everyone wanted you dead. Like, why the hell would you go out to the fireworks? But whatever. So she leaves. Vincent is watching her from outside because he has no freaking yeah. life. Or he's been taking out his trash for like four right, hours, just waiting standing for her there, to just waiting for something. To happen. He was taking out his trash the last time we watched her from outside. Okay, so we're in 1994 now, and Mom and Dad and Jeanette are at the Fourth of July shindig, and Jeanette sees Jamie, and her dad gives him a look that could kill, but he doesn't look like he was gonna come over and talk to her anyway but everybody starts to whisper and point and be super obvious that they're talking about Jeanette back in the car with Ben and Vincent and Vincent is telling him that he's sure Jeanette would never do anything like that and I believe her and Ben says okay well if you believe her then I believe her seems silly because I mean <laughs> right you don't know her right. but sure and you don't really know Vincent I would I don't I think, don't think so. not that well no so back in 1993 awkward Jeanette has gone out on fireworks night even though she told her parents that she just didn't want to go to fireworks she went out and we, I, you see her go up to a house and I was like oh it's the kidnap house it's Mr. Harris's house and she knocks on the door Mr. Harris, Mr. Harris, and nobody answers, so she uses the key and just walks on in, because that's what you do. Sure. Back to 1994, Ben and Vincent pull up to a house, and they're both like, I can't believe we're doing this, this isn't, and Ben says, well, or he says, this is sure this is the right place, and Ben says, the forms that I saw online said this is the place, it's now or never. So they walk in, and it's an LGBTQ party, there's guys dancing together, girls dancing together. Ben and Vincent walk in, and they kind of very awkwardly start to hold hands. Ben says, you know, anything he says will sound like a bad line from a teen movie. And he's like, that's okay. And they start to dance. So it's like this huge thing. Apparently, this should be a huge thing that, like, we didn't know that Vincent was gay. But whatever. And then there's, like, a DJ looking, and they say, oh, those kids, you know, those kids are underage. And a woman says, no, this is a safe place for them and for us. Let them dance. I just won't serve them. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So 1994, Jeanette has wandered away from her parents, as one does, and then she has found Jamie, and Jamie's like, can you go away, because your dad's going to kill me if you talk to me. And she's like, hey, by the way, I got questioned by the police, and he's like, yeah, welcome to the festivities, I did too, but here's the thing, I have nothing to hide. She's like, uh, neither do I. <laughs> I hid that necklace really well, guys. <laughs> and he's like, you know what, even if I believed you, Kate's back, and I'm not going to abandon her because she's blonde, and mm, that's all you need to know. And Jeanette's like, well, can I, you ask her to talk to me? And he's like, yeah, no. And don't you ever tell her that we kiss. Don't ever tell her that. And she's like, haven't you heard? I'm really good at keeping secrets. And I was like, ooh. Mm. And Jamie says to her, you know what? You were the one who told me Kate was missing before anyone else knew that she was missing. How did you know that? Jeanette's like, uh, mm, screw you. Runs away. So how did she know that? We don't know. So Jeanette is just mm, a sneaky, sneaky little bitch. She's just full of surprises. So 1993, Jeanette is walking around Mr. Harris's house because she knows that he's gone because he's at a fireworks with everybody else. And so she just starts yeah. rifling through his things because that's what you do. And she finds a yearbook from Whittle Falls and looks through there and she sees his picture as assistant principal or whatever he was there. And she's like, oh, very interesting. 
We don't care. So, let's see. So, I guess this is the school that he came from before coming to wherever the hell this place is called that I don't, Skyland. I don't even know. Did Skyland. Sky- okay, whatever. And suddenly she hears a crashing sound. Someone has thrown a rock or something through the window and she turns, but it's 1995, Jeanette now, and it cuts back and forth between 93 and 95, like just very quickly, these quick cuts between Jeanette 93 watching the fireworks from inside the house to 95 watching the fireworks to 93, Jeanette runs out of the house with the yearbook and she goes over to Mallory's house and she's apologizing for the joints, but she says, I brought something list item 13 steal something so she hands her the book and tells her it's the yearbook from martin harris's old school and she wants to show her that she takes the list super seriously so they make up and the fight is over yay and jeanette turns to leave and mallory invites her in for pizza rolls and then i was like i suddenly want pizza rolls mallory has invited everybody over for pizza rolls because then then in like the next year she had to invite one there at the video store she invited vincent to her house for pizza rolls oh yeah she's, god damn it somebody just she's lonely get her some goddamn pizza rolls she just wants pizza rolls and some company in 1995, Emo Jeanette is still in Martin Harris's house, and she's going down to the basement where she sees the chicken wire on the windows. Someone says hello, and she turns around, and it's Vincent, and she just starts going into the conversation, not like, what are you doing here? What's going on? She's just like, when we first came in here, when we were playing hide and seek, I came down here, and I got a weird sensation, like something bad was going to happen. She says, I thought maybe I unleashed something bad down here. What if I set into motion some evil forces? I don't think this is that kind of show, but whatever. And she's like, shouldn't I try to undo them? I thought I could reverse things back to the way they used to be. Vincent asks us if it's working. I'm like, no, I just said it's not. Everybody still wants me dead, Vincent. So no, it's not working out great. It's not working. He says, I called Ben today. She says, I thought you quit that. It's like, wow, rude. Like, what does that mean? And she says he was hoping time heals all wounds, but that didn't work either. Oh, it's just there's so much drama. I forgot what it's like to be 16. And I didn't. <laughs> uh, in 1995, Vincent is being deposed. Um, they're asking him about Jeanette. And he said, you know, we have lived across the street from each other since we were the day we were born. So he's known her his entire life. So they ask, have you ever known her to lie? And he's like, No. So they asked, and it must have, must be somebody has admitted this because she's, they asked, so you were with Jeanette when she entered Martin Harris's house that first time? And he says, yeah, when they played hide and seek. And then has she ever entered the house after that you, that you know of? And he's like, uh. Quick cut to 1995, earlier that 1995. It's, it's back when Jeanette and Vincent are in the basement talking about evil spirits. He asked Jeanette, he's like, how many times have you come in here? And she's like, a lot. Um, I've kind of got addicted like so to the rush many. of it. Like a whole bunch. I waved at Kate a whole bunch down here. It's weird. <laughs> so back to the quick clap back to the deposition. And Vincent says, no, she's never. I don't think she's ever been back in the house except for, you know, hide and seek. So we quick cut back to 1993 Jeanette, who is putting that key back in her jewelry box with the, you know, you go girl necklace and all her other contraband. And she takes out a joint and she puts it in her mouth and pretends to smoke it like a cigarette in the mirror. And I was like, oh, honey, I don't even smoke pot. And I know that's wrong. (laughs) And so then they cut back to 1995 with Jeanette and Vincent in the basement. And, you know, he had asked her, you know, how many times have you been in here? And so she says to him, 
do you want to ask me anything else? You know, like, did you see Kate when you were down in here your like, hundred times? what the hell, Jenna? Did you see her? And it go, fades to black. So we don't know. Maybe she said something and they cut the show off. Jerks. We don't know. Well, they were probably like, this episode is so boring. Just cut it here. Yeah, just it's cut so it. down. Well, let's just try again next episode because this... I was so bored in this episode. The first two, I was like, ooh, ooh, what? Wow. And this one, I was like, oh, my God, is it over yet? They had to do all this exposition crap of, like, Jeanette turning from a good girl to a bad girl. She's, like, experimenting with the, the stealing yeah. and the and the pot. And then they had to do the big reveal with Vincent and Ben. And then they had to do, like, but they are all, they were not worthy of a full episode. They could have sprinkled that crap exposition-wise in somewhere else but i hate that like a character being gay is like a plot point right just but like just he's gay okay great like uh, i don't know i guess maybe because it's the 90s but it wasn't like as easily accepted i guess back then you had to sneak into a underground dance club so yeah um okay well i hope that episode four like i want to know what happened me like i want basement footage i don't care about a freaking fireworks show i honestly want more of kate's story jeanette's story is really freaking lame sorry Mm -hmm. it's it's lame Mm -hmm. i don't like her she's unlikable i get the lawyer's thing she's just very unlikable but here's the thing guys the entire show just the the season ended where we're at Mm -hmm. in time wise so we haven't watched that yet we don't want any spoilers do not tell us we want to watch this at our own pace so don't ruin it for us or we will come to your house and lick all your spoons so (laughs) just don't do it don't do it don't do it but if you would like to uh, leave us a comment or send us an email or just uh, shoot us a message about something non-spoilery. Did you hear that? Non-spoilery. Where could they do that? They could send us an email at uh, that's our original podcast at gmail.com. You could send us a Facebook message, a Facebook comment. You could make a post in That's So Original Podcast on Facebook. You can come on over to Instagram at That's So Original Podcast. You can tweet us at That's So Pod. Um, I don't get on the Twitters that much. I need to get on the Twitters more. I used to be obsessed and I just have stopped. So, yeah, that's another way. Like us and review us on iTunes. We would love that very much. Is that everything? Is that everything? Um, follow us on Spotify. Yeah, that's the other one. And you could leave a comment on our website. That would be fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, lots of different ways. Let us know if you're watching the show, like, if you're kind of at the same point we are, if you have any theories, anything like that, or if you've watched anything good you think we ought to try to squeeze in during our copious amounts of free time. Yeah. And I would I would like that, too. I'm going to free up after this next week, and then things should be back on normal schedules. Well, (laughs) no promises, okay? No promises. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And we will talk to you about the next episode of Cruel Summer next time. Bye. 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 Bye.